Welcome back to This Amelnican Life. I'm Beata. I'm Poppy. And this is the podcast that nobody asks for, but everybody needs. And before beginning the episode, as always, we would like to acknowledge that this podcast is written and recorded on unceded and unsurrendered Algonquin and Mi'kmaq territories. We would like to urge everyone to inform themselves on the land they live on and how to support Indigenous communities. All right. So we have a surprising amount of stuff to talk about this oh my week. God, so much stuff. It's been less than two weeks since the last episode, and somehow so much stuff has happened. <laughs> we still have enough. The senators are the gift that keep on giving. So they fired um, my dad, Boucher. Um, <laughs> rest, in, rest in power, the system. Yeah. <laughs> the system. Oh, man, that meme is dead now. The system is dead. I mean, the system <sighs> has been dead for a while since it stopped working. But, like, the one season we had of the system truly working was so beautiful. It was. Look, I will admit, I was, like, Guy Boucher's number one fan for oh, his same. one good season. I went to one of the playoff games and I painted 131 on my face. Aww. And that was my profile picture on like every social media for a while. Because <laughs> that's how big a fan I was of Guy Boucher. I was, I, was, I really liked him. I remember I, I struck up a conversation with some guy at the bus stop who was like, wow, I love your face paints. I love 131. I love the system. The system was, such was a good meme. so good when it was good. Like mm-hmm. it was it was a really good meme, honestly. Like oh, it's... sounds better. Good job on that one. Rest in peace, the system, 20, I think 16 to 2017, right? Rip. Yeah, 2016, 2017, and then it just died. And now, bye, Guy Boucher. Yeah, so they hired Mark Crawford, and I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I know he has, like, two Stanley Cups as a coach. Whatever. But he's still a piece of shit. I actually, Mm -hmm. like... So one thing, uh, I I could go off about how much I hate this for so long, and I feel like I've I've addressed this to a few people, and everyone's been like, oh yeah, like he kind of sucks, like he's been successful in the past, but then he was really bad, blah blah blah, and I'm like, no, like the problem is that he's objectively a terrible person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, for those who are not in the know, which was me up until recently, um, Mark Crawford has been a coach for a long, long time. And he's known to be very aggressive and really encourage aggressive play. Um, mm-hmm. So there was the case where, oh my God, it was a it was a Canucks player, I think, who got injured. Yeah, right? I, I remember this because Canucks, um, but I don't remember the name of the players, but there was a case where I think there was a dirty hit on a Canucks player. and It was more than a dirty hit. Like, yeah, I no, but read up on it. Mark it Crawford so said... Awful to one of his, I think he said to, like, one of his tough guys, like, go after the guy who hit that guy. And it was Wait, really bad. It, right it was now. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it was yeah. Bertuzzi. Yes, yes, that's what it was. Bertuzzi. Um, and he told Bertuzzi to go after the player who had hit a Canucks player, and he was seriously, seriously injured. Yes. Um, so it was Todd Bertuzzi, and the Canucks player was Steve Moore, and it ended his career yes. entirely. Yes. And not only did it end his career, but he actually had a degree. I, I read about this. Um, he had a degree in environmental sciences, I think. Mm-hmm. 
And because of the brain trauma, it was so terrible. He wasn't able to work in that field either. So yeah, it didn't just ruin his NHL career, but ruined like his actual ability to ever work. Mm-hmm. And um, so there was a huge case against Batuzzi. And in the process of that, Batuzzi was like, yo, Crawford told me to hit him. Like he told mm-hmm. multiple guys in the team that like, we have a, you know, we have it out for this guy. And there was a whole thing, like, the they settled outside of court, I think, mm-hmm. um, Bacuzzi and Crawford. But essentially, um, Bacuzzi was supposed to pay a lot, uh, obviously, in damages. And he was requesting that Crawford pay at least a p- portion of it for mm-hmm. his implication. But he got away pretty lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, he's just... Uh, there's there's like a lot of um players have talked about how he's both like physically and verbally abusive mm-hmm. towards his players. I hate that so much. Yeah, and it's a young team too, and yeah, that's what really good. really gets to me because there are a lot of really young players on the team, and it's like their first NHL team. So I think this is a really bad entrance into the NHL. We've talked about this a mm-hmm. lot, but hockey culture can be very violent and very toxic and somebody like Mark Crawford truly truly like encourages that kind of violent culture yeah and like thanks Pierre Dorian hashtag we're trying to build a culture Mm -hmm. thanks for your culture building (laughs) doing great yeah yeah this isn't the culture we want (laughs) in Ottawa Mm. um that really really sucks yeah I'm not happy about that I think like even firing Boucher was kind of weird because it's a thing where like you know, he wasn't a good coach. Like, the last few years, it makes sense to fire him, obviously. Yeah, but they were going to wait till the end of the season to fire him. Yeah, and it's like, what are you trying to accomplish? <laughs> like, the team's so bad. You're planning to be bad for a while. What, what Do you really think that it's going to help to fire your coach? It makes no sense, especially because, like, <laughs> Crawford is not necessarily expected to be hired on for the next season. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just filling in until the end of this season, which, like... The Senators, I think, just got eliminated from the playoffs. Like, Yeah, congrats. <laughs> so congrats they didn't make the playoffs finally. at all for the first time. Somebody, like, somebody tweeted that to years. me and I said, um, I, I said, in my heart, they've been eliminated for well over a year. <laughs> like, I did not expect them to make the playoffs. It's actually sort of mildly surprising because they haven't missed the playoffs for a long time. I mean, like, mm-hmm. obviously maybe have a tendency of being eliminated eliminated yeah. pretty early on but not even making well, the playoffs is tragic yeah they had a they had a long streak of one year in one year out mm. and i even remember in 2015 when they had the hamburger run before that happened people were saying that this was like the first time in several years that they had missed the playoffs in cons- in like consecutive years and they yeah. didn't end up doing that so it's been even longer it was a nice streak <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I respect it, you know. And also, in a way, it's like the players get a holiday. (laughs) Good for them. Honestly, if I were a Senators player, I would want a long holiday after this season. Yeah, like, I would be like, oh, we didn't make the playoffs? Oh, no. (laughs) I don't have have to, like, work for the next month or more. Uh, Oh, no. Yeah, it's just... 
Ugh, what a mess. But firing <laughs> Boucher before the season was over was so unnecessary. Like, I don't even understand. I guess maybe they're, they're trying to, like, send a message that they're committed to winning or something. But it's like, you just made all these moves. And they're, they're not like, committed our fans to aren't going to believe that we're committed to changing things. Like, you changed the whole roster. Nobody was expecting Boucher to get another yeah. contract after this year anyway. So, <laughs> why? It's... And now they're going to have to pay more money for another coach and just, like... Why? It makes no sense. And it's again, just... like Pierre Dorian had said just before that, that they were going to wait till the end of the season to reevaluate his contract. This franchise. Nothing they do makes any sense. I hate Crawford so much. Like, I'm honestly mm-hmm. so upset about this hire, and people seem to be like, uh, whatever. It's not mm-hmm. whatever. Like, it's truly a big indicator of what is wrong and outdated in hockey culture and having young players like coached by someone who encourages a lot of violence in hockey like just really stresses me out and also the fact that he can get away with this like no other job could you be like kicking your players and getting really really personal like no other Mm -hmm. job if your boss or not even your boss if your manager was like insulting people super personally and then like nudging you and like making you really really uncomfortable and this is hockey players professional hockey players saying that it is out of the ordinary so it's bad Mm -hmm. you'd be fired yeah and yet homeboy's like yeah gonna go coach a bunch of 19 year olds i love hockey culture yay it's so upsetting anyway i'm sorry for ranting let's move on so anyways more about the um the sense organization um Pierre apparently told the players recently that their performance is, quote, unacceptable. This is my <laughs> favorite little bit of news. Actually, I should have added this to the doc, but he also went to Belleville and was like, wow, you guys are such a good team. Like, our NHL team should really take a page out of your book. And it's like, seriously, You've just taken half their team? <laughs> like, Belleville, like, half of the players on the Belleville team are currently playing in the NHL because you fired all your players. Like, you are definitely taking a page out of the book. Like, it's, it's, this point is, like, plagiarism. Like, it's, like, he's taken half the roster out of Belleville. It's not just a page, it's, like, the whole book. Yeah. I'm trying, like, imagine, imagine, though, like, Trading all your best players, stripping your team to the bone, bringing in these young players who have no idea what they're doing, and being like, like, guys, why can't you compete at an NHL level? Why are you bad? This is not NHL players. (laughs) If you take away Mark Stone, everyone's gonna get worse. Oh my god, it's it blows my mind to be honest. Like it's so impressive. Um, the level of just incompetence and, like, shamelessness is iconic. And the lack of accountability, too. Like, this man will blame anyone but himself. I I respect Pierre Dorian at this point. Like, honestly, wow. Um, I know I bring up my homeboy James a lot on this podcast because (laughs) I love and respect him and he is my king. But um, if you love listening to hockey podcasts and you're bored as heck, the last Fifth Liners podcast, he did a beautiful impression of Pierre Dorian. It is the funniest thing I've I listened ever to that, had. Yeah. I was listening um, to it at the dog park and I always peed myself. It was so funny. <laughs> it's oh, so but good. just, you know, we had to trade all these, play- all these good players because they were bad in the room. And now that they're gone, why are all these players so bad? Why can't this team be good? I don't like, understand. 
Oh, okay, sorry. In a week <gasps> within a week we just traded um Mark Stone <laughs> and Ryan Dezingle and Matt Duchesne and now you nineteen year olds can't compete on an NHL level, excuse me. It just be like they're not trying hard enough, you know, this implication that like they could they're do not well, NHL but they're players. not. Why do you expect them to play well too? Like You've just been eliminated for the playoffs. You've had the worst season. Their best friends all left. Like, I have uh, to say, like, uh, last night they pay, they played Boston, and it was actually pretty close up until the end. And I was like, wow, the fact that they can even hold their own against another mm-hmm. NHL team, and it's a bunch of, like, 19, 20-year-olds, it's pretty impressive. It's a bunch mm-hmm. of 19-year-olds, Cody Cece and Mark Borowiecki. And Jean-Gabriel Peugeot. My oh, yeah. Okay, I but Peugeot him. is, like, for eternally our son and, like, probably the only person on this team who actually knows how to play professional yeah. hockey at this point, except for Craig Anderson, my king. He's, but Craig Anderson yeah. is, like, getting old. Not he to is. Me. I keep forgetting that he's there. <laughs> he's, like, I mean, he's not, like, entirely too old for the NHL. And I feel like goalies can age a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Easy, like, obviously. Roberto Luongo's still here, so... Yeah, like, you can age in the NHL a little bit better if you're a goalie, but still... You want to have someone else like, in the pipeline, you know? <laughs> just have, like, a backup goalie. I guess they yeah. have Nilsson, but, like, mm-hmm. no disrespect to my king, but he's definitely a backup goalie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, I have to say, though, to his credit, he's playing for a shit team. I mean, yes. they're not making it easy for him. Mm-hmm. So... They... Definitely are not. Oh, so. I guess Thomas Shabbat is good. Yeah. Brady Every time Chabot I think of Thomas, Thomas Shabbat. Shabbat yeah. yeah, but Brady is like 19 again. Yeah, yeah, Brady's, not... Brady's a baby. He's my the age, fact... he's a baby. <laughs> exactly, the fact that like he's one of the best players on the team is upsetting. Yes. That's yeah. not good. That's, you know, like... Even Shabbat, like... Okay, no, him, like... He Shabbat's still probably like... would have been one of the best players, even with Eric Carlson, but like... He's so young. He shouldn't have all this responsibility I'm on his shoulders. I'm pretty sure is younger than I am. He might be the same age. Yeah, yeah, he is. No, he's... I think he's my age or one year older than me, something like that, so... I think he's hit 20, but it's like... I think he was in my scratching. draft year or the year before my draft year, something like that. Yeah. Anytime on this podcast we say somebody is, like, our age or younger, that's a <laughs> That means very thing. young. That very, very young. very young. That means that, like... They should be in university eating ramen for dinner. Like, <laughs> they should not be playing for an NHL Very team. True. Yeah, it's pretty tragic. Um, I just, I just think it's so funny. For Pierre Dorian has no shame, and it's honestly so funny. Honestly, just, just keep doing what you're doing. Just sure. He has sure. such a rich person attitude. I love it. It's like mm-hmm, nothing yeah. I do is wrong. Everything I do is perfect. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> Except I hate it, and it's ruining my life. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, people like Duclair. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's a thing where I'm like, I did not expect to say something positive about the Sens and their performance on the ice. Anthony, Anthony Duclair, Duclair is so good. I like him. He has a reputation for like coming into the league, or coming into a new team, and being really good, and then dropping off. But you know what? Whatever. I'm enjoying it. We're not thinking long term. There's also, like, there's no playoffs, so, like, the season's gonna be over soon for them anyway. Like, there's no time for him to drop off. Haha, Duclair. He's he's probably gonna be traded, you know, like, on this team. You're here for a few months and then you're gone. How dare he be traded at Senators, announced my marriage to Duclair. (laughs) (laughs) 
looks really good. I like. Mm-hmm. I didn't exactly watch a senator's game last night. I was at a pub while a game was playing. Um, okay. Yeah. Which means okay. that my eyes automatically drift to the game because I'm. I hate myself. Yeah. And uh, he looked beautiful. Yeah, a few days ago I was I was out for drinks and there was a Suns game playing and I was like, can you turn this off? <laughs> watch this. <laughs> like, I'm here with my friend from high school. I don't want to watch this stuff. But also, like, look at us going outside, having social yeah. lives. We're so hip. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you want to talk about the season ticket? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, credit to the Suns. They're trying. They realize that this season... They have not done shit for their season ticket holders, yeah. and they desperately need to hold on to fans, and so they announced a new program for next season called The Seventh, as in The Seventh Player. I think they actually said Seventh Player, not Seventh Man. I was impressed by that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Didn't did. expect that from The Sense. Um, <laughs> that's how low the bar is. But... <laughs> But yeah, so it's some like weird season ticket holder program where you can get like exclusive merch with the number seven and you get like 20% off concessions and stuff. And most importantly, you get these weird pins that are supposedly made out of supposedly handcrafted and made out of like items that are related to the franchise, like old skates and stuff, Um, which is like. Okay, uh, I I think they're gonna be made out of plastic, but whatever. <laughs> they look kind of like the symbol that is on the uniforms in Star Trek. Um, <laughs> it's just like a seven in a circle. It's okay. It looks. I like... I just think of it as like the cult of Brady Kachuk, and if uh, they yeah. get rid of Brady Kachuk, it'll be very sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one player left that we like. <laughs> I am honestly going to be surprised if there's, like, any season ticket holders re-signing or renewing Man, if you're listening to this and you are renewing your season ticket holder, your season tickets, um, and your name is not Kevin Lee, like, respect (laughs) to you. (laughs) I know Kevin Lee's gonna do it for the, like, exclusive merchandise or whatever. will do anything, and I respect him for it. That is his brand. (laughs) Watching games next to Kevin is funny because every time a player does well, he's just like, oh man, I had the chance to buy his jersey a while ago and I didn't. I should have done that. <laughs> it's like, that's his reaction to everything. Shout out to Kevin Lee. If you are a season ticket holder and you're considering renewing, consider this instead. 67s, red blacks, anything else. Ooh, I think you can get, like, a membership with the... Give um, your money to patreon.com slash life. Yes, give it to us. Uh, I think the NAC, so the National Art mm-hmm. Center, has, like, a program where you can become a member. Do something fun with your money. Yeah. Buy me stuff. Like, buy us jerseys. <laughs> Actually, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get a jersey for both of us. So, mm-hmm. two jerseys, obviously. I want the back number to be 69. And I want... <laughs> I, I want you to put something funny as the name. Like, nice. No, I actually need that for next season. Next season, I'm going to be studying abroad in Ghana. So please send this to the University of Cape Coast so that, that I can wear it in Ghana. so funny. That would actually be so funny. So yeah. we accept gifts. We accept bribes as well. I hope you Dude. know this. Okay, if you, want, us, are, if you want something Melnick, to happen in the mascot minute, you know, just, just oh, yeah. send this a Also, bribe. if Melnick is listening, look, buddy, 
there's things we would do for a million dollars. You could own this podcast. <laughs> it's just kind of weird because I don't think that it's solving any of the problems with season ticket holders. Like, oh, no. No, the problem is Melnick and it's the performance of the team and specifically the fact that like the team isn't going to get any better because of Melnick, you know, and until we get Melnick out... Or, I mean, I'm sure if the team suddenly becomes good and makes the playoffs and stuff, some people will come back. Um, I don't think that's going to happen under Melnick, but mm. I, I, I think, think that, like, yeah, this doesn't fix the problem, so. I think in the spirit of Lent, you should give up your season ticket <laughs> membership. <laughs> give it up. I like that, yeah. Look, I'm just saying, like, either Eugene Melnick gives up the Ottawa Senators, or you give up your season ticket. Honestly, I, I have a giant calendar in front of um, my desk that has five weeks, and I write Sens games down so that I can keep track of when they are, so I know, like, which ones I can write recaps for, and I just, like, I always erase the first week and move it up, and right mm -hmm. now, the last week on my calendar has no Sens game, because the season is over, and I saw that, and I was like, Yes! Finally, I'm, like, I'm free. I'm almost free. <laughs> you know, actually, yesterday when we were at the pub, there was a Vegas game. Mm -hmm. And it was really fun. I keep saying this. I say this over and over again. But I always forget it because I don't necessarily, like, seek out games of teams that I don't care about too mm -hmm. much. But watching games of teams that you have no emotional investment in is so much fun. Yeah. I... I find that this is, like, what I enjoy about watching women's hockey, because I find that it's enjoyable if you don't have emotional attachment, like, oh. more so than the NHL. So I enjoy watching the CWHL, because I'm like, I don't really have, like, one team that I'm super into. Yeah, so I'm I just enjoy say... watching it, and I don't have that same thing with the NHL, because the NHL, I'm like, I hate every single team. <laughs> so... And it used For to be every team except the Senators, now it's every single team. Yeah, with CWHL games, it's, like, super enjoyable as well, because mm -hmm. it's also just, like, at first I was like, ooh, I really like Markham Thunder, and then I was like, ooh, I really like Calgary Inferno, and I was like, you know what, I actually, no matter who wins, I'm like, yay, let's go! <laughs> no, I, personally, I stan Marie-Philippe Pounet, she is my favorite, I have her jersey, I love her so much. Um, I hate that the Canadians have the Habs branding, yeah. but you know what? I love Marie Philippe Pune so much, and I love Liv Chouellet so much <laughs> that I'm willing to do this. So, Our overlord, Liv Chouellet, <laughs> or overlord. I love this baby so much. Have you realized that if the Canadians win this, the Clarkson Cup, she might get to sit in the Clarkson Cup, and we might get a picture, and I'm gonna be there. Oh it's, my god! By the way, the Clarkson Cup final. Um, March 24th, it's going to be Inferno versus Canadian, which is like a great matchup. I'm so if they Canadian win, jealous that you're going. That. I'm, I'm very so, happy. so jealous. I actually was like looking at train fair. I was like, ah, maybe I could go. And then I was like, no, I'm in the middle of my <sighs> semester. I cannot just leave. <laughs> it was so random because I have to be in Peterborough for the on the Friday and Saturday. And then I found out, I, well, tickets, it's cheaper to fly out on the Monday. So I was like, I'll just spend a random day in toronto and then i looked it up and it was the clarkson cup and i was like what are the odds is this so great it just worked out perfectly i'm so excited i am yeah. so jealous i wish i could be there with you in spirit you know what mm -hmm. if you're a season ticket holder and you're thinking about renewing how about you buy me a ticket to toronto so that i can watch the clarkson cup yes. with the Beata instead <laughs> yes fund our reunion <laughs> my actual dream but i also need to study which mm. is uh, I love school. I'm complaining. I love school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, it's great. So actually, you okay. know, like I got some messages about last week's mascot minute. Um. um. <laughs> so my mom said it was funny. Um. Some Shout of my out friends, to Poppy's mom. <laughs> my mom is the best. Um. um I will say I skipped the mascot minute when I was listening to the podcast. I, you know, I heard I heard myself saying, don't listen to this. And I was like, do I want to listen to this? And I skipped it. I edited it in my university library. <laughs> and I was sat there just thinking, like, I hope that the headphones are plugged in properly. I hope nobody can hear what I'm listening to right now. Um, Joe, our friend Joe, told me that he actually skipped parts of the podcast because he didn't want to think about the senators but specifically listened to the mascot minute and somebody else mentioned oh yeah i heard that the word orifice was used okay psa don't send us your receipts for therapy we're not gonna pay for them we don't have the money for this yeah At james from welcome to your girls and years we're really sorry it's we okay warned wait, you. Even. this is why we warned you to- the intro to his last podcast was depressing, so I was like, wait even, buddy, like, sorry. But, yeah, please do not try to get us to, like, apologize for the mascot minute. It's so much fun. There's so, a like, warning! There's a warning for a reason! We told you what you expect. <laughs> this uh, mascot minute is going to be a lot more safe for work. There's um. no sexual content. There's a smooch. That's it. <laughs> it's it's not bad. Mm. Okay. I came up with this, by the way. I feel like I should mention this I... just to remind people how smart I am. <laughs> um, I was in a lecture about <laughs> feminist resurgence in like Lebanon, and mm. I'm sat there and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, mm, this is so interesting. And then I was like, Thomas Shabbat in the next mascot. <laughs> And I texted the author in class, and I was like, "I'm writing this right now." <laughs> I so. I finished it. Did you Did you see the end that I wrote? I did. I'm it so gets, proud okay. of you. <laughs> it was a collaboration this time. It's so good. I love it so much. I feel like Beata truly added to it, and it just like brings this. Trying really... to figure out the point where my writing comes in. Honestly, I just want to say this is a really joyous. Mascot like honestly i think this is. is a really joyous one so you're welcome okay should we go into it yes okay the san jose airport was buzzing with players and mascots all on their way to board private jets sparta cat was hung over and sore from the night before what a night what a lover <laughs> as he emptied his pockets to go through airport security he caught a glimpse of bright orange fur his heart skipped a beat but it disappeared as quickly as it had appeared sparty trudged to his gate he was running late everyone else would be waiting for him shabbat was already there grinning did he know sparty didn't have much time to consider because suddenly gritty leapt from behind a vending machine tackled him and pressed a kiss so passionate it made Sparty dizzy onto his lips. I'm late for my flight, but I had to say goodbye, he said. Then he thrust a note with his number in the lion's paw, smacked his behind and was gone. Nice, Shabbat said, and high-fived a dizzy and breathless Sparta cat. It was time to board, but he was frozen in place. Did he really have the number of the most famous mascot in the NHL? Just to be sure, he pulled out his phone and sent a quick text to the number Gritty had given him. It barely took two seconds and a reply to arrive. A picture, and not one Sparta Cat wanted anyone to see over his shoulder. Flustered but giddy with happiness, he pocketed his phone and practically ran onto the private jet. <laughs> 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> I think this is a almost wholesome. Almost. I feel like the part you wrote was wholesome and I made it slightly less wholesome. I mean, I think, you know, but I, it reminds me of when like, not that, um, not that I'm a very successful dater, but sometimes when you first start dating someone <laughs> and they like they just like send you a nice message. Honestly, I usually prefer dog photos, so like that makes me more giddy with happiness. Um But you know, when somebody's like, here's a dog photo, you're like, Oh, this is so cute and it just it warms my heart. It warms my heart that Spot get, um, gets to feel that. What I think of is when random men send me a DM request and it's a picture and I'm like, delete. <laughs> I'm opening it. Delete. Immediate delete. Yeah, you have to do I'm that. Really, to be like, real I'm sorry. I'm really sorry if you're listening to this and in the past you have sent me a DM request that was just a picture. You should know not to do that. No, like I you have to this. start with a message. If you are a Please. man, if you're a cis man and you're just like sending a DM request, you know what the internet is like. You have to send me a message first and be like, Hey, just wanted to show you this meme. Like, you can't just yes. send a picture. That's not how that works. Because yeah, I will delete like, it immediately. I'm really sorry if I missed your memes. I just, I, I need to delete them right away. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have really good uh, security or um, privacy settings. So, <laughs> um, yeah, if I don't, if I didn't respond to your DM request, don't take it personally. I just, I get a lot of those and not all of them are appropriate. Honestly, actually, we have this like group chat that is a bunch of women from Sense Twitter. And the, by amount... the way, if, if you're a woman on Sense Twitter and you want to be part of this group chat, please message me. I keep like forgetting yes. like yeah i we will add everyone okay i'm so sorry if i forgot you but, but yeah. it's so funny because i would say about 99 percent of it is like male shenanigans <laughs> where somebody will like send a message to one of the girls and be like oh let's talk about hockey and then within an hour do something <laughs> fully inappropriate <laughs> or we just like send each other screenshots of the weird dms we get it's so yes. wonderful i love it every time i get one of those dms i'm like oh yes yeah, times Twitter. <laughs> I hope like I I don't think men realize that when they're being dirtbags online, like all our friends know. You can't just you we, can't just like, like do we this. don't always post it publicly, but it's always in DMs. <laughs> the whisper network between women is so powerful, you have no idea. Like we mm -hmm. warn each other of weird men. So yeah. um yeah, so just send us a message before you send a meme. Yeah, like, just be like, be like Honestly, I really appreciate it if you're like, hey, I love the podcast and I have a suggestion for what should happen to Sparta Cat next, you know? Yeah, like, I'm open to that, that, man. Totally. Please, we're, we're very friendly. Please send us messages as long as they're appropriate messages and yeah. not pictures. <laughs> Please stop trying to, like, con women into your gross fantasies by messaging people and being like so i really liked your sports take and then mm -hmm. turning it into a spicy message it's not spicy it's the ottawa senators the only mm -hmm. spicy thing and you know but the ottawa yeah. senators is anthony duclair you know what <laughs> twitter's not a dating app i'm not gonna see your message that says hey there and want to go out with you because of it 
Although there have been successful DM slides, I have to say. Didn't... Yeah, but... What's his name? Didn't Bonk's mullet slide into his wife's DMs? Yeah, he did. He did. But, you know, there are some messages that you can... Like, you should talk hockey first, you know? Don't lead with, like, hey. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, just... And again, if you were honest and I didn't respond or I blocked you, I'm really sorry. It's just, you need to understand that I get a lot of messages. Yeah, just... Yeah. I love talking about being a woman on the internet. This is good. Look at us. This was not in our dark. If you are a Patreon, though, you just received a newsletter about online sports fandom. And it's pretty good, if I may say so myself. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Yeah, this (laughs) is just random tangent. (laughs) <laughs> I have had a full beer and I'm, I don't know I have had half of a non-alcoholic beer <laughs> I don't usually drink during this podcast I usually you do can tell the and difference, I need to stick why. to the ritual while observing Lent I which am means, such a lightweight oh man I'm like I always drink a beer while we do this podcast and today I was like oh no what am I gonna do and so I got I'm gonna just talk about this alcohol free beer for a second because it's not that bad <laughs> it's called Klaus Thaler and it's it's called the original non-alcoholic, the German pioneer. Ooh. And it also says in massive letters on it, on the can, taste full life. Ooh. And honestly, it's not bad. Like, it, it's not 1000% like a beer, but of like alcohol-free beers, it's actually, it's pretty close. It's yeah, tasty. it's a role reversal. It's like at the beginning of most like sports podcasts when they're like, "What are we drinking today, boys?" Oh my god, actually, we should stop. <laughs> what doing are we drinking? That. I'm I'm drinking big spruce brewing a like organic um local beer that i got at the farmer's market that sounds so good it's very good i like it i'm pro as starting to talk about what we're drinking during the podcast (laughs) honestly and like for the next every time i listen to a podcast and they start with that i just crack up because it's such a stereotype like, it's my you start favorite your sports podcast, like all right boys what are we drinking today <laughs> it's actually one of my favorites like one of my favorite true crime crime podcast had um a sponsorship with bose and so she was like oh like i'm drinking lug tread and i was like i love lug tread tell uh-huh. me about it honey <laughs> like, nice. only halifax people will understand the beer that i'm drinking because it's the only one that is sold at the Seaport Farmer's Market. That's right, I go to farmer's markets. <laughs> I love that. And the can looks cute, so I support it. Uh, it's support also, your local yeah. cla- craft brewers. Exactly. Um, it's great. So, I want to talk about this. Because we have yes. hyped Kendall Coin Schofield in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, that was before we knew things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... Kendall Coyne Schofield is being hired as a sports uh, commentator, which is cool. And I think it's for Sportsnet, but I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Sportsnet. I put two ex- uh, two question marks behind it in the docs, though, so... Yeah. Um, but she's being hired, and we've talked about her athletic abilities. We've Like, it's a good thing that women are getting opportunities in sports. But yes. if you were not aware, Kendall Coyne Schofield is kind of a problematic person um she is good friends with patrick kane who's not a great person and she also at one point um criticized colin kaepernick she put out a tweet talking about how he was like how she could not believe the disrespect yeah um, which is like used the word disgusted which is yeah disgusted um i think she's deleted it but 
And, you know, you can say, like, oh, that was in the past, she deleted it and stuff. She hasn't done anything since to prove that she doesn't believe that. Yeah, so she's been um, critical of Kaepernick for, you know, protesting the murder of young black men or black people in general. Um, yeah, that's like... And, yeah, that's... <laughs> also, being friends with Patrick Kane is already a big red flag because Patrick yeah. Kane is a domestic abuser. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will forever remind everyone of this because he's a piece of shit. And honestly, oh, also, wasn't he involved in that, like, violent attack on a taxi driver? Ooh, yikes. I'm not sure. I know he um, was accused of rape. The um, The charges were dropped. And I will say, like, this gets told to me all the time. Charges were dropped. He's not a rapist. Um, charges dropped does not mean it didn't happen. It means that the victim just decided it wasn't worth it to go forward with it um, for whatever reason. Yeah, so, he was in a he was in a violent attack um, against yeah. a taxi driver, and it was like a dispute about money, which is hilarious considering mm-hmm. the amount of money that Patrick Kane makes. Like, buddy. Yeah. So he's he's a piece of shit. Yes. And it's not cool that she's defending him. Um, yes. And yeah, so, generally like kind of a, a white feminist. Or yes. not, I don't even know if she's a feminist. Like, So a yeah. big thing that we've been hearing is that like you should just be happy that a woman's been hired, you know, that like her abilities have been acknowledged, blah, blah, blah. You know, like why are we being overly critical of a female athlete when we've been calling for female athletes to get more work in sports uh, and just women in general to get mm-hmm. more work? That's not how this works. <laughs> you can't no, just um, be like oh, we want more representation, and then throw any woman in the mix. Like, that's not how that works. There are other women who would have been... Yeah, who could have done this. Um, Totally. There are other women in the NWHL who are really great, you know? Um, Yeah. There are women out there who are brilliant and who have been, like, super outspoken about, about social issues as well as sports and who are so qualified and intelligent and who don't... I guess they just haven't had the sort of, you know, moment in the spotlight. Uh, spotlight yeah. Sorry. Um, and also one thing that I'm thinking about is that it's possible because she's white, she's heterosexual, mm-hmm. and she's also relatively wealthy, so Kendall Coyne Schofield doesn't have to work aside from mm-hmm. being... Um, a hockey player and so she's not really seen as a woman who is a social justice warrior or mm-hmm. who's hysterical or who's too political or too radical a lot of the time you know when she was on tv and she was getting like touched inappropriately she'll just be like oh no like that totally mm-hmm. wasn't actually a problem like this is just normal stuff like she yeah. um she sort of plays the game, and that's probably one of the reasons why she's gotten the job. It's kind of what men want to hear. Um, I definitely, like, I get that. Like, I personally, like, in my experience, I have definitely um, been told, when I speak up about social issues, like, why can't you be more like this woman who's able to talk about hockey and not talk about social issues? Mm. Um, or, you know, this, like, other marginalized person who is able to just talk about hockey and, like, forget about those social issues and not be this crazy um, social justice warrior, right? And there's kind of this sense of, like, we'll tolerate you being a woman as long as you don't draw attention to that fact or as long yeah. as you don't, like, talk about social justice a lot, which bothers me a lot. Well, it's like, as long as you Um, play the game, Mm -hmm. you can get along with it. As long as you don't challenge the typical, like, masculine-scented culture, it's fine. The second that 
you influence the surrounding, that's a problem. Yeah, I was going to say, I I was laughing at one point because um, after I like wrote an article about like social justice and stuff, I think I got a message from someone saying, it was from a, you know, a Silver 7 reader saying like, why can't you be more like Michaela, who just talked about hockey? And I was like, my dude, you have not been listening Michaela to that. That's what she about- said. <laughs> I was about to say, she talks about women's issues all the time. Apparently she didn't while she was writing for Silver 7, which is totally fine. Um, that is fine. But, like, like, you shouldn't you shouldn't force women to, like, not talk about that, you know? Totally. Yeah. And the thing is that, you know, Kendall Coyne Schofield, she's obviously a brilliant athlete. We're not trying to say that she isn't, and we're not trying to say that women have to educate mm-hmm. about uh, gender issues or that women have to be activists, but... I think we can still criticize women the same way we'd criticize men. And, you know, if they hired a man who was buddies with mm-hmm. Patrick Kane and was like saying that he was disgusted mm-hmm. about Kaepernick's um, protest of violence against African Americans, mm-hmm. that's that's still something I would criticize. I'm not going to just brush yeah. it under the rug because it's a woman. You know, people talk about, like, what it means for young girls to see, you know, a girl on TV and stuff. And obviously that's important. But, like, what about young people of color who are going to see this lady who has been, like, pretty openly racist? Like, no, sorry, if you're criticizing Kaepernick the way that she did, like, that's racism, you know, given this platform, right? And celebrated in this way. And I think that women's liberation shouldn't come at the expense of women of color. Like, it shouldn't be white women versus women of color or anything, right? Totally. um, Well, people seem to understand this, like, intersectionality when Evander Kane was named Hockey is for Everyone ambassador, for instance, and people were like, well, his record with women is not great, even though he is a person of color, and I don't know why... Well, no, I know why people were so critical of Evander Kane being named Hockey is for Everyone ambassador and were not applying the same standard to Kendall Coyne Schofield. Um, I think hockey has a, a bit of a whiteness problem. Has a huge whiteness problem. Yeah, no, not a bit of one. <laughs> a very <laughs> big problem. Um, and we are obviously not, like, the best people to talk about this, but yeah. Of course, like, um, as, like, two white women, we mm-hmm. don't know, you know, the full scope of the situation, but I think it's important for us to be critical, especially of other white mm-hmm. women, and recognize that privilege and use it to continuously be critical and uplift people who are more qualified mm-hmm. and who could truly add to hockey. There are so many women who would be so good at this job, who could do this. Oh and, my God, yeah. Like, you know, I, I could name a bunch of them, right? There are so many that I follow on Twitter, so many athletes, right, who could do this job so well, and why is it her that's getting this, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, I was actually, like, just reading about um, a bunch of women today, and I was just like, oh my god, there are so many, like, incredible, incredible people, specifically Tarasai Karega. So she just got added to, we're going to talk about this in a second, but she just got added to the Female Hockey Advisory Mm -hmm. Committee, and she's, like, super young. Like, she's in her 20s. But um, she's so knowledgeable. She works specifically, like, she does a lot of work with inner-city children. Um, She's talked a lot about being a woman of colour in hockey. Like, she's so knowledgeable. She's so amazing. If they would have hired someone like her, I mean, I would be totally on board. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's disappointing. It's like one step forward, two steps back. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so speaking of getting hired. um... (laughs) So a thing happened that I wanted to talk about. Um, And this is like, I looked it up. It is not as big a deal as people were kind of making it out to be on Twitter. But apparently what happened recently is that this Leafs fan um, said like on Twitter, I guess, that if the Leafs came back in a certain game, he would eat cat shit. Mm. And the Leafs came back and he did it and he filmed it. And then he got a job. (laughs) Um, (sighs) People were framing it as like an actual like sports media site. I looked it up. The blog that he's writing for, like it is a blog. It's a fairly reputable blog with a lot of followers. Mm. Um, I looked them up. They don't seem like nice people at all. They seem kind of barstool like. But um Yes. Yeah. I mean they did so, just hire someone for eating cat shit. So, <laughs> which by the and way they, they kept saying like, oh he's that. really knowledgeable. That's why we hired him, you know? No, but um not. so anyways, we're not talking specifically about this. But I wanted to talk about this trend. Cis, white, male hockey fans getting jobs in hockey or in sports media for just doing really dumb stuff. Like, I think of Dart Guy getting getting hired by the Leafs, right? Dart like, Guy is, like, the ultimate <laughs> like, poster boy for this. Okay. Disclaimer, like, I don't have anything necessarily against these people. I don't think Dart Guy is a great person or this guy who ate cat shit, but, like, I don't have anything necessarily against them getting jobs. My problem is who's not getting the jobs. And again, this isn't me saying that I want these jobs. I have no desire to work in hockey. I have no desire to be a serious journalist. I'm not saying that I want these kinds of jobs. I'm saying there are lots of women who are very, very qualified who cannot get jobs in hockey or in sports media just because they're women. There are people of color who can't do that for the same reason. And these guys are getting hired for no fucking reason. And yeah. let's let's not kid ourselves. A woman or a person of color or someone who is not cis um, would not be able to get a job from doing something dumb on the internet. Like, you can't reach that level of fame, you know? No. And also, like, um, just even without the the framework of, of, ho- of hockey or sports in general, uh, getting a journalism job is so hard. Mm-hmm. Being a journalist, it's such a, again, like a very male-dominated field. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult to get your foot in the door. It's all about connections. So essentially, you need to be part of a sort of social circle of very well-educated, wealthy dudes who know people a lot of the time um, to get a job in journalism. Obviously, that's not always the case. But it is, like, a really long mm-hmm. and difficult thing. If it weren't that hard, I'd be going for it. <laughs> yeah, and it's just... Again, like, it's this trend. Like, um, a few months ago, I remember I was in Chapters, and I saw um, this book, and it was... I forget the name of it. I looked it up um, recently. But it was from this Habs fan who was mm-hmm. who had written this book about how he's the biggest Habs fan ever, and he's gotten a job with the Habs because of it, and gotten a job in sports media, and it's this whole book about how he's, like, the biggest Habs fan. And it was marketed that way, and I remember looking at that and being like, I should feel some kind of, like, pride looking at this. I should feel like, as a person who's very involved in sports media online, I should be really proud that this guy who, like, started out on the internet is now, like, this famous and has this book and everything. And instead, mm. I just kind of felt weird about it. Like, I felt very disappointed because I just thought that that's not my experience with hockey. And he got a lot of this. I mean, not that he got this because he's a 
straight white man. Believe me, there are plenty of those on the internet. Yeah. But somebody who isn't, like, a cis white man wouldn't have been able to do that. Um, Yeah, and I think also just, you know, we're not saying that there's anything wrong with dudes getting jobs Mm -hmm. because of their insight and their knowledge. That's not true. Like, there are a lot of people Mm -hmm. out there who work really hard and they deserve it, and it's great, but there is a bias. Mm -hmm. And it makes it more difficult. And when these things happen, when, when somebody like Dark Guy, who literally just had his face painted mm-hmm. and a cigarette in his mouth gets a like job out mm-hmm. of doing that <laughs> it it kind of almost feels like a sort of kick in the shins for people who genuinely you know care and do research and put a lot into spreading information and knowledge and you know probably doing smarter things than writing mascot fanfic mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but like I will say, you know, I'm not calling anyone out directly again. I'm not complaining about, like, the number of followers that I have. Like, I, I'm i not complaining about my status or anyone else and their success. But I notice when people, when, like, my peers rise in, like, the ranks faster mm-hmm. than I do, you know? Like, are faster to, like, have an easier time gaining followers, getting other opportunities... Yeah. I notice when that happens, right? And I'm sure there are other factors that go into that. And again, I'm not complaining necessarily, but mm. it's a thing. And, you know, when we were starting this podcast, one of the things you were talking about is how, like, women have to be very serious in order to be taken seriously, which sounds kind of weird to complain about. But it's things like, you know... Again, not calling this guy out, he's awesome, but Steve Dangle has been able to make a living off of screaming at a camera about the Leafs, and people take him seriously. They, like, they value his um, insight into the Leafs, as they should, because he's a guy who watches every single Leafs game and pays attention to them and stuff, but he got famous for being very funny, and yet people still took him seriously, even though he was being funny, and we often feel like if we're being funny and we're saying things that aren't serious, people won't care about the serious things that we say. Absolutely. And also yeah. we're not funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Obviously, like, um, I mean, I'm so sorry that we even think that we can be <laughs> funny sometimes. But, you know, I'll, I'll get comments sometimes on my articles that are like, oh, well, you know, when I read one of your articles, like, they don't even mean it in a bad way, but they'll say things like, when I read one of your articles, like, I'm not looking for serious analysis, I'm just looking to be entertained. And I'm like, why can't you have both like I can I know that that my main goal when I'm writing these articles like recaps especially is to entertain you but at the same time like why does that automatically mean that what I'm saying has no value you know yeah I think what we're saying is that women are oftentimes seen a lot more one dimensional Mm -hmm. yeah um we're not really seen as very multifaceted um and especially I think people don't care to see underlying intelligence Mm-hmm. So when a man does something goofy or he writes in an entertaining way, people expect there to be some knowledge there and mm-hmm. and um, you know see it. Whereas uh, with women, a lot of the time it's like, oh, she's just funny. She doesn't yeah. know anything though, because you can't be smart and funny. Like as mm-hmm. a woman, that's not how it works. Obviously, we know this. Mm-hmm. We yeah. only can do one thing at a time. It's very hard to be us with our funny, golly brains. <laughs> like. 
Yeah, but it's, you know, since Twitter is full of people who are just fucking around, right? Like, they're just having fun making fun of the sense, oh, yeah. right? Bonk's Mullet is full of that. Like, I mean, not just the Twitter account, but, like, the whole blog. The Chet Sellers mm. and the Christie podcast, for instance. Oh, like, rest people, in peace. Like, yeah, rest in peace. Chet um, Sellers, like, are you out there? <laughs> <laughs> he's living his best life without the sense. But, like, you know, people listen to that because it's entertaining, but people still care about what they think about the sense, in a mm. way, versus we get comments that are like, oh, you guys have no serious analysis. You're just being funny. And it's like, yeah, but... Why didn't you say that about other people, you know? I don't know. It's just being a woman is hard. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why, you know, like, we need to just be conscious of that. Even if you don't need to feel attacked by this, like, we're not trying to attack anyone. We're not trying to... for sure. We're not trying to say that we ourselves demand anything. (laughs) Although, if there is somebody out there who is looking for my serious knowledge for serious journalism, I'm not going to say no. Um, (laughs) But like, if you just become more conscious of your prejudices, this is really important. Just being conscious of your prejudices and, you know, the things that that you grew up with, Mm -hmm. it really helps to put things into perspective a little bit. And not everything is personal even though we're saying it in a very personal way, because it is frustrating for a woman Mm -hmm. to watch these things happen over and over and over again. And of course, there are people out there who have even more issues. I mean, people of color or non-binary and trans people, you know, like, where are the voices of these people in sports? They're not there enough. Mm -hmm. So it's still a, we still have a really long way to go. And it's just good to recognize that, like, we can't just stick to Mm -hmm. sports. That's not how it works. So... Yeah, Kendall Coin Schofield, give your job to someone cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about feminism, the sense did a feminism. Yeah. <laughs> they Barely. Didn't. They did not do a feminism. So so the sense did a, a hockey is for her event on March 7th, um, which was the day before Women's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, also the release day of Captain Marvel. I don't know if you saw it, Poppy. It was so good. I seen it. It was so good. Okay, I literally remember the day that Marvel announced Captain Marvel, so, like, oh, it was great. I've heard but it's anyways, wonderful. It was, it was very good. But, yeah, so they did a Hockey is for Her event, which we were saying, like, we'd like it if the Suns could do that at some point. Um, we found out about this event two days before it happened through a screenshot of an email on Twitter. Friend of the pod, Shyla Anwar, at Feisty with three Fs, Hi, she Shyla. tweeted it out. And we were like, wait, this is happening? And, and also, like, this game yeah. happened? I have no idea what happens there. Like, I have heard nothing about it. I don't know if they actually did anything special. They they combined Hockey is for her with the fairy like, dance night. Do you do you know the senators? Do they understand that this is our entire brand? Somebody Oh my god. If you told us this literally a week in advance, we would have done all of your promotion for you, maybe. Like somebody said this. I think it was um Catherine Jean at Ms. Conducts um on Twitter who said like it's the same night as furry night and I was like, excuse me. Why did we not know the about this? Shit this is Earth. like so firmly in our wheelhouse. We could have done all your promotion Happy furry for ladies free. Night. Like, 
why didn't you tell us that you're doing ladies night and furries night this is our entire brand the fact that they did not let us make something where we got to say (laughs) bitches night is so sad (laughs) because i would have used that i would have used furry ladies night I would have said hockey is for bitches because yeah. get it? Dogs and I'm women. Not, I'm not sure they would have been able to use that one. Um, but yes, I appreciate it. No, but I could use it on the podcast while I'm promoting your stupid ass event that you probably planned three days in advance. Like, oh my God, like, guys, get your oh shit my God, together. Okay, let's talk about this. So there was no promotion for this. I don't know what they did for it. They have my phone number and my email, okay? They have talked to me. They have access to influencers. And I know for a fact that some of those influencers have talked to them about this kind of stuff. I know that certain people have sent the Sens emails specifically asking what they plan to do for Hockey is for Everyone Month. I helped write the email and not gotten a response. And it's like, they told me They asked me for my help. They said that they would keep in touch and they have ghosted me. And it's just like... I mean, also like influencer update. The senator's official account now follows me on Twitter. They don't follow me. me. Yeah. Influencer (laughs) update. I know. I I saw it and I was like, I'm so famous. (laughs) But you get acknowledged as a real influencer, whereas I don't. Anyway, point being, they follow me on Twitter. They could have dm'd me right they also know about my podcast i know for a fact that when i was explaining this podcast to brian five or six (laughs) amy was right there listening and i knew that she was listening oh my god i think the senate has unfollowed me i'm just checking (gasps) how dare they They craig me and then unfollowed me craig i'm gonna send him a message and be like how dare you i was feeling special how rude oh my god i'm gonna fight them rude influencer update is over fuck damn um but yeah it's very annoying like i think myself and some of the other influencers might be talking about this a bit more um toward the end of the season but it's just really confusing that they like it's the influencer program started out so strong and they kind of framed it as this opportunity to like connect to fans and now it's just turned into here are some tickets go enjoy the game tell your followers I don't even and get like, tickets. I'm not even an influencer. This is why I hate this. <laughs> no, but it's, it's like, you have this avenue straight to the fans. Mm. You have people who could promote your event. Literally, all it would take was is to, like, you know, even if you just want to promote your event and you don't even want to, like, reach out to female Sense fans. And I know that, like, there are lots of women in the Sense organization, which is great, mm. but there's a difference between women who work for the Sense organization and, like, female Sense fans in terms of what we want, you know? Um, but even if, like, they didn't want to reach out to any of us, they could have promoted it. Like, sent us a DM to be like, yo, we're doing ladies' night and furries' night. Talk to That's What She Said, and they can promote it on their show. Like, we would do this. The fact that That's What She Said didn't know about it, like, the fact that Shyla yeah. and Michaela were not told about this in advance, even though they have a TSN show about women being hockey fans, like, I don't <laughs> understand that. There was a tweet from um friend of the pod, Colin Cudmore, who said... <laughs> He said, like, the Sims put more money into LeBretonFlatsFacts.com <laughs> than hockey is for everyone. <laughs> it's true. It is true. <laughs> like, they had promoted tweets. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about... How did I forget about... I think about LeBreton Flats, Flats Facts all the time. 
Also, rest in peace, the LeBreton Flats. Actually, I think last time yeah. we recorded an episode, we were like, oh, they're not going to get this deal, and they didn't. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, they, they, they didn't. It's dead. Yeah. Bye. Um, but yeah, you're right. They absolutely yeah. did. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. The NHL also did a feminism. Yeah. So the NHL, along with um, the NHL's like player association, mm-hmm. just... Uh, announced that they are launching a female hockey advisory committee. We don't know what they're going to do yet, though. Absolutely no idea. Um, But you know what? Like, thinking optimistically, I have no idea if this is going to yield any results. I don't know if they're going to do anything. But it's really, really nice that the NHL has a committee of women, and not just white women either. Like, I I looked at this thinking, oh, it's going to be a bunch of white women. There are a lot of women of color, too, and, like, really, really cool women who have been involved in hockey for a long time, that they have a committee of these people mm-hmm. who are going to advise them on women's hockey. Because as we have said on this podcast, like the NHL doesn't know shit about women's hockey and is really, really bad with dealing with women's yeah. hockey. And- so it's really nice that they're like, yeah, they're committing to doing a better job of that by appointing this committee. And now, from now on, every time the NHL does something bad about women's hockey, we'll be like, why didn't you consult your committee here? And there's like a lot of the women have either played Mm -hmm. or have been on different boards and so a lot of them Mm -hmm. actually have experiences playing and or coaching uh women's hockey as well so they have a really really great insight i actually made a little list for us to um Mm -hmm. see who is on the committee i like looked them all up today i was super impressed so like number one is michelle amadon she was on team usa she's worked as a coach she was the first ever director of women's hockey at usa hockey she's sick like, nice. actually, with this list of women, I was surprised by the amount of women where it was, like, first ever woman to do this, or first ever person yeah. to do this, and I was like, wow, women's hockey has not been acknowledged for, like, a long time. <laughs> yeah, it really has these are not old people. Like, these are young women. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so then we also have Annie Kamen, who is a senior director at fan- of fan development at the Blackhawks right now. She's been with the Blackhawks for 11 seasons. She's worked for the Kings, she's played hockey in college teams, and she's also or was on the national inline hockey team, which is cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like got a lot of experience both as a player and as somebody working like in a front office, which was really cool. Then there's Maria Dennis, who's associate counsel at the NHL Players Association. She's got a background in law, so she's previously worked as an attorney, she's been on the boards for Mm -hmm. USA Hockey, the USA Olympic Committee, and the Salt Lake City Olympic Games Management Committee. So she's Mm -hmm. got a lot of, like, experience with law and management in hockey. Mandy Duhamel is the Canadian Director of Youth Programs at the NHL. Um, She's an assistant coach for Calgary Inferno, who I love! Um, (laughs) She's... uh, She... I don't know if she still is, but she was the assistant coach at the U of Calgary Dinos, which is like the women's hockey team. And then she's also a ball hockey national team player and coach. And she's a University of Ottawa alumni, which (laughs) I was like, oh, oh, my university. (laughs) I was very excited about this. I think she also uh, was coaching at Carlton for a bit, which is pretty cool. So she has, like, some roots in Ottawa. Exciting. Then we have Lindsay Fry, who was on, like, Team USA. She was in the 2014 Olympics. She's been both a coach and a player at the 2018 inline roller hockey team USA. Um, I'm surprised, actually, a lot of these women have done, like, 
on top of ice hockey, either inline roller hockey or uh, ball hockey. So, like... Yeah, that's interesting. A lot of sort of crossovers between ice hockey and, like, other forms of hockey. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like they're literally playing hockey year-round and in, like, various leagues, which is insane. Yeah, for sure. So then Angela James uh, is an NWHL player. She's been... On several, oh sorry, she was an NWHL player. She was on several COWHL teams, which was the um, Central Ontario Women's Hockey League. Um, Angela James is like an icon of women's hockey. She played. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've definitely heard the name before. Yeah, so she was actually seen as like the first ever female hockey star. She played um, in the first Women's World Championship, and she was on Team Canada. There was this massive contro- uh, controversy around her because she was not put in the olympic team um Hmm. and like the coach was like oh yeah like we're not going to use her in the team they cited something like issues getting along with the coaches apparently angela Hmm. james is known to have moved between teams if she has a problem with uh coach's philosophy or with like toxic management essentially she's like not afraid of calling out bullshit and uh, she knows that she's like or at least was like a star player so she could move to a different team um Mm -hmm. so she's somebody who's actually like actively resisted like sort of negative environments which is really cool she's also worked as a referee she worked as and now she's a also been a coach at Seneca College. She's done it all. That's she's awesome. literally done everything on and off the ice that you can imagine. <laughs> she's so cool. I'm like so impressed with her. And then, so we also have Teresi Carrega, who I talked about earlier on. She played mm-hmm. um, a hockey at Amherst College and um, she's a coordinator of operations at the Ed Snyder Youth Hockey Foundation. So this is in Philadelphia, I believe. Um, and it's like a program for inner city youth. Uh, to like sort of use hockey to improve their lives and also kind of learn valuable lessons uh, for everyday life like for that they can use off the ice and um, Mm -hmm. she's talked a lot about being a woman of color in hockey which is really cool yeah I stand yeah oh my god all of these women she's awesome cool uh Kelsey Kultzer plays for the Riveters who I also love she's played at Princeton she's amazing like she has an Ivy League education she's insane um love women's hockey (laughs) she's so cool and then like great hockey player and ivy league education yeah and then she was also on team usa for the under 22 series versus canada in 2016 like she's so young like how insane is that aj i'm gonna pronounce this wrong and i'm sorry mlechko i think griswold she is an olympic player or was an olympic player she has both a gold and a silver medal. She's an NBC sports journalist. She was the first woman ever to be an in-booth analyst at the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, oh. She also coaches her kids' <laughs> hockey team, oh. which is really sweet. That's cute. Um, and then Caroline Popelchak. I love that name. Um, mm-hmm. She's the vice president of Grow the Game at Hockey Canada. She has a marketing background and specifically in sports. So she's worked with the NFL. She's worked with the CFL, the UFC, and like a bunch of different sports leagues across North America. So she has a huge like rap sheet of working in marketing yeah. in sports. And finally, Kristen Wright, who has a law degree. She played at Connecticut College 
and she coached at the University of Colorado. She's the manager of girls player development at USA Hockey and she just uh, like switched to a different role at USA Hockey that's uh, sort of focusing mm-hmm. on women's hockey. So it's really freaking cool. It's an amazing that's... list of women. Yeah, that's a really, really good list. Like, I, I'll admit, the NHL announced this on Women's Day, and I saw the tweet, and it had the word grow the game in it, and I kind of was very skeptical. Anyone who follows women's hockey um, kind of cringes at the phrase go, grow the game, because yeah. it's just sort of this buzzword that's used to kind of excuse not treating women's hockey players very well mm-hmm. and being like, it's all about the little girls who are going to see this. And, like, that's important, but also pay women, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I saw that and I was like, oh, great, this is going to be a load of cringe. And I read through the press release and I was like, wow. Yeah, I'm just really... I'm really impressed. I did not think the NHL was able to do this. The only thing that I'm, like, mildly worried about is that, you know, they now have this committee and that they're not going to do anything with it. Yeah, that's my thing. That's something that, like, they haven't said what they are planning on doing. Like, it's been very, very vague, which is, you know, strange. You'd think they might have a bit of a game plan, but I'm really excited about Mm -hmm. this group of women, and I'm hoping that when they get together and they bounce ideas off each other, that hopefully they'll be able to, you know, make some constructive plans and that the NHL actually listens to them. I'd be really upset if they didn't use this, like, insane fountain of knowledge and experience. Yeah. But yeah, because that's the thing, like, I looked at this list of women, I was like, wow, this is awesome. Now what are you going to do with them? Like, there was no, (laughs) there was no information on, like, what's the committee going to do? Or, like, what will their role be? Are we going to consult them often? I was like, you know, you've assembled this awesome group of women. Please actually consult them. Please do something about it. (laughs) You know, like, if you're, if you're doing something and they come up to you and say, hey, don't do this listen to them, you know? Yeah, that's also my concern that they're just gonna kind of ignore everything that this committee says until it's like, oh, now it's time to do something specifically for women, let's consult you, and it's like, that's a good idea, but you should have listened to us before, you know? Like, I I don't want it to be a a situation where they have to say what the NHL wants them to say. Mm. Um, I I hope they do have, like, a certain amount of of power there, because, yeah, this is, like, an awesome list. Yeah, these women are (laughs) amazing. Like, all of them, both on and off the rink, also, like, pretty much... Not all of them, but a lot of them have, like, really interesting university degrees. Some of them mm-hmm. are business owners. Man, I love women's hockey. It's so like, it's cool. Sad that like, it's, a, it's sad that it's a thing, but, like, yeah, women's hockey players are very educated. I love it. And just, like, I mean, a lot of them, you know, will they do co- coaching or they mm-hmm. offer workshops and stuff like that. You know, like, it's so mm-hmm. impressive um the work and the dedication that goes into these women and i'm just really hoping that they they use that just reading through the bios of these women has been such a delight there's also like yeah not a lot of resources out there which is insane considering their careers like i've been on a lot of like linkedin and random like blog (laughs) interviews just like really sort of almost not necessarily obscure but like relatively obscure pages there's only like a few of them that actually have even a wikipedia page about them considering their careers that's ridiculous yeah for sure so no i'm really i'm really stoked about this so let's hope it goes well yeah so now it's time for big rig energy to wrap it up yeah um we we weren't sure who to give big rig energy to this week um but then i was like 
I'm going to go look up the CWHL playoffs and see how people have been doing, because even though I did want to watch the CWHL playoffs, unfortunately, it has been quite the week for me, and I was not able to do this. I'm very excited for the final um, in Toronto, but I looked it up, and Hillary Knight has been absolutely killing it. This girl has eight points in three games, and the next best player, Melody Daou, has four points. Can you imagine um, eight also points in, three, in games. three games? That's insane. Right? Like, this girl is awesome. I I wish she wasn't American. <laughs> I love her. She's so great. If she's problematic, someone tell me that on Twitter so I can unstand. <laughs> but for now, I don't want to coins. But, um, yeah, she helped Nate Kenazan make the final. I'm super excited. I'm really glad that Hillary Knight is playing on this team. Like, Hillary Knight playing with Marie-Philippe Pounet is so cool. Uh, I love it. I'm really excited for the final. Like, I, mm-hmm. Le Canadien and Calgary Fury are two teams that I love. So this is going to be... Calgary Inferno. Uh, Calgary Inferno. I don't know yeah. why I said Fury. Whatever. Toronto Furies are a team. Oh, there's also the Ottawa yeah, Furies. I think the soccer team. I don't care. It's Inferno I mean, and they're way better than the Furies. <laughs> when they, no, just, this is so random, but when um, when the Ottawa team announced that they would be um, called the Furies, I remember my it was a joke in my family because my brothers are really big fans of the Ice Age movies. Oh. And there's a joke in one of the more recent ones where someone says... Face my fury, and the character goes, Face your furry, what? <laughs> and now every time I just think of the Ottawa furries. The Ottawa furries. <laughs> Again, extremely on brand. <laughs> extremely on brand. So, um, yeah, yeah. The, um, the, the Toronto furries <laughs> did not make the Clarkson Cup final. <laughs> I'm not sad. Toronto. Me neither. I don't mm, like Toronto. Mm. See, Toronto hasn't given me any reasons to like them. I used to like them be- kind of just because of Tessa Bonham. She was like the only reason to like them, but she is no longer playing in the CWHL. So now I have no more reasons to like um, Toronto. I'm just going to be honest about this. Hating teams from Toronto is kind of just like a culture, you know? Like, at least in hockey. I, okay. I mean, except for like obviously baseball and basketball, where it's like, heck yeah, but like, yeah. Even then, I I just don't understand all the people who are big Blue Jays fans. I'm like, the Blue Jays are so tied into Toronto culture. How can you be this into, like, a Toronto sports team? Because we don't have a just can't relate. baseball team. I know, but just go for an American team. Honestly, no, I hate Toronto no. teams so much. No, Toronto Mm-mm. sports are the worst. Oh, sweet pea. <laughs> I mean, I, will not, I don't understand I will not baseball I align myself with still. Toronto sports fans. <laughs> Uh, fair I'm enough. sorry. Honestly, at least in hockey, I'm like, I'm just gonna hate you out of principle. I'm so sorry. Mm, yeah. Well, anyway, good job, Hillary Knight. Uh, we hope you're cool yeah. in real life. <laughs> uh huh. But you're a great hockey player. How amazing! Like, I just it blows my mind. I know, and she's like the face of USA hockey, and she's playing with the face of Canada hockey. Like, I love oh, it. A dream yeah. team. Name a more iconic duo. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Thank you for listening to This American Life. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, as always. I am at CoolCatMum with a U. I am at E. You can also email us at thisamelnikinlife at gmail.com. The music this week is Cotton Candy Skies by Neha Sin off of her new EP, Signs of Pink Till Morning. Okay, I'm super excited about this. 
you should definitely listen to her EP. It's beautiful. I've been listening to it all day. So I'm really excited that um, she's letting us use her music. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be posting all the links to her music in the show notes. As always, our artwork is by Lena Novi and Angus Fitzgerald Clark. For bonus content, please find us at patreon.com slash thisamountlinkinlife. And you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And it would be a huge help if you rated us and reviewed us on iTunes. Please rate and review us on iTunes because somebody gave us three stars the other day. And I was like, how dare you? <laughs> it's, it's almost worse than the one star. It's the one star is like, it's stars. a hater. But the three stars is like, you just thought it was okay? Excuse is me? Is this a normie podcast? Excuse me? <laughs> Wow, whoever said that, we are calling you out right now. That <laughs> I is don't think so you're listening rude. to our podcast again because apparently we're just basic. If you're listening, you give us five stars or you give us one star, please five stars. Honestly, just like I love when you write comments. It makes me really happy. I also want to yeah, say please write comments. Um we don't usually do this, but I wanted to say massive thank you to all the Patreons. I am very touched at how many people have supported us on Patreon. It's really, really nice. Thank it you guys really so much. Wonderful. And also, like, everybody who's uh, subscribed and everybody who's written comments and who has, like, rated us on iTunes. It's been mm-hmm. really, really sweet. Yeah. I will I will send a, a shout-out to one person who I thought was really funny, one patron. Um, one of our first patrons was Silver Seven Rider NKB, mm. um, who <laughs> my favorite thing is that he gave us more money than he needed to, and then just opted out of all of the perks. Thank <laughs> you so much. Mate. I don't even want you to give me this extra mascot content. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not judging. <laughs> I've still been sending him the um, newsletters though, so like. <laughs> You couldn't get out of the newsletter and I also sent him a card. <laughs> Thank you everyone and have a wonderful week. Hey, bye. Bye bye.
Okay. 